I don't think it gets enough love if we're being honest. Just don't eat a whole mouthful of it and try to swallow. That'd be a bad deal. <laughs> like was it Glozel or Flozel? What was it? <laughs> you know what that lady's name? I can't remember. Ah, God, God, man, <laughs> so funny. That's like a that's like a a classic internet video when it she really does the is. cinnamon challenge and she just like starts spitting it like a sprinkler across the room and then she's like, ah, God, man, so funny. I think I'd like to be 6'4", 295, be a center in the NFL, but I was a dominant, unstoppable force in basketball in high school as a power forward. Couldn't be stopped. And like I was like 6'4", 260 in high school. Could what dunk was your, it. What was your PPG? Mm, like, for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, senior year was like 13 a game. Unstoppable force? Well, at 6'4". Yeah. You're you're not six four. No, I'd say I'd want to be six four. Oh, I thought you were like describing your own high school. No, I'd want to be six four, and then in high school I would have been like two sixty, Duncan, unstoppable force. But then I put on thirty five pounds in college. I go play for the Hawkeyes, obviously. Center, not not you and not you and I. No, you and I is not good enough for me. If I was six (laughs) four, wow. Think if I was six four though, and I had a little longer legs. What if I had more torque, and I just ended up being like a twenty year kicker in the NFL? You want to you want to be like Nick Lowry? Yeah, I'd be or, like him or, or like Pete Stoyanovich, right footed Sebastian Janikowski. Was he a southpaw? Southpaw. Wow. Yeah, that guy had a leg. We had a kid in our our grade named Kelly Temple. Who was our kicker in high school, and we called him Templowski, the Polish kicker. He wasn't even Polish; he was Irish. He's a redhead, <laughs> but we'd always just call him Templowski, the Polish kicker. I like it. <laughs> uh, all right. How seriously did you take kicking in high school? Did you work on it a lot. Uh, I worked on a, a decent amount. I didn't like just show up for practice and do it. I went in with my dad, and I'd kick. I'd go in with friends, and I'd kick, and they'd receive for me. I'd practice quite a bit when the weather was nice on like field goals and stuff like that. Did we actually kick a lot of field goals back in your day? Because I feel like most high school coaches don't trust their kickers to go for anything outside of like 10-yard field goals. Right. I was seven for eight on field goals in my career. You only kicked eight total in your whole career? Yeah, trust me. I was always begging my coach to let us kick. I was I was money from 45 in, if we're being honest. And the only one that was a miss I made, and our coach nearly got thrown out of the game because he was arguing with the ref that he was blind because it like went over the upright, but it was clear that it was at least three feet inside the upright, and they called it no good. I still remember who's that Pocahontas. Most high school goalposts aren't tall enough. 
No, they're not. And I was booting it way high over the goalpost. But honestly, like in reality, we went we went for it in fourth and short a lot. We had a huge offensive line. And so and we had a really good fullback who was kind of a psychopath. Joel Corlew? No, he was our halfback. Okay. Our fullback was uh, Jared Garrison, who loved to run people over. Who you've told many stories about. Yes. And so we got a we got a lot of conversions on fourth and short, but I was always telling my coach, like, especially when we're up by like twenty, I was like, let me kick the field goal. Come on. But seven for eight. Was Jared Should've Garrison got like, 15 like attempts. the Mike Allstott of Northwest Iowa football? He was up there. I loved football so much. What I would give to just go back and absolutely pile drive someone into the ground. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast featuring Pet and Burke and sponsored by Vista Paints, our favorite paint company. Our favorite paint company. They're on West Milwaukee Avenue in Storm Lake. It's the best place in the, I would think in the entire state of Iowa to get your paint, get your stain, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. the get the know-how, get the brushes, all that stuff. So get into Vista Paints, mention the Backroads and Bonfires yep. podcast, get 10% off your next order. And if I'm in there working when you're there, say hi. You should say hi. I'll be the paint monkey in the back, maybe mixing some stuff. Yep. Burke will be the one with the beard. Chad will be with the, the one with the bright orange hair. His hair's not bright orange. No. It's more blonde. Yeah, I like to give him a hard time, His though. beard is a little orangey. Yeah. Chad, okay, so I'll be the one with the beard, and Chad will be the one that looks like he's chiseled out of marble. <laughs> he looks like a golden god. <laughs> then you got T-Bone, who's just the man. As I, I've started calling him T-Unit. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. If I think of like a paint shop owner, and I just drew a random sketch, it would be Tony. It'd be Tony. He has like shaggy curly hair and a mustache. He just looks like someone who runs a paint shop. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he's the coolest. He eats a lot of crazy stuff, though. <laughs> See a pickled herring guy? Well, him and Chad are always eating like chicken hearts and chicken livers. And like, <laughs> they're always like showing me pictures. I'm like, I, I'm not eating that stuff. I would try a nibble, <laughs> but I'm not just going to full scale throw a chicken liver in my mouth. <laughs> What is this? The eleven hundreds BC? <laughs> no thanks. We have uh, the chicken tender, guys. Yeah. We've progressed in our technology of processing yes. chickens. We don't have to eat the gizzards, the livers, and the hearts anymore. Nope. We have the tendy. It's available. We have the buffalo wing. It's readily available. They're both gonna outlive me by twenty years though, because they, they eat all that stuff. They're probably have Im- just immortal iron counts in their body, I bet. And Chad only drinks like water and black coffee. Mm, that's the my guy, type of guy. The guy's never had a pop since eighth grade. What? Chad has not had a pop <laughs> since eighth grade. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the discipline of the people who are sponsoring this show. You want to do business with them. Yes. That is discipline. You want to get your paint from somebody who can ignore the, the siren song of Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper since eighth grade. That's why he's in such great shape. <laughs> If I remarry, I'm going to tell him my one gift I want is to drink a Dr. Pepper with him. He won't do it. Nah, stick to your guns. He won't even drink a Gatorade unless he's like actively exercising because he don't. Chad doesn't like any excess sugar in his diet. Man, he is disciplined. You you could set your watch by him. Yeah, good on him. One time, one time I think I saw him eat some trail mix. I think. 
Did you run up and slap it out of his There hand? might have been some M&Ms in the trail mix. So I can't be sure. Bucky likes ice cream. I do know that. Yeah, Bucky likes makes his ice cream. Makes a mean peach cobbler, too. Does he? Oh, oh yeah. In wow. a Dutch oven with the charcoal on top of the lid, so it's getting hot on both sides. I am i don't think I like peach cobbler. Mm. I like a nice apple crisp. Hey, it's apple crisp season. You darn right it is. You know what? I, I have a frozen one that someone made me in my freezer. Really? I should thought that out. We should eat it sometime soon. You know what's good with we apple crisp? We should eat crisp? it in the next pod. You know what's good with apple crisp? Vanilla ice cream. Yes, but also when there's some like oatmeal on top. I like when they they put a little dusting of oatmeal on top before they bake it. I actually love oatmeal and tons of stuff. I think you should just throw it in. Oatmeal's good. You take a regular chocolate chip cookie and you put oatmeal in it. It's just better. It's just better. It's got to be better for you, too. Oatmeal's great for you. I need to start making that for breakfast. You get a little steel cut oats. What do you put in your oatmeal? If you say fruit slices, I'm walking out of here right now. I literally just cinnamon. Brown sugar? Oh, yeah. Brown sugar is incredible. Brown sugar and cinnamon. That's it. Me too. And yep. what? You put milk in it? Oh, wait. You, oh. Don't, you don't like milk. Oh, I like it mixed in with stuff like oh, that. Do you? I just don't like it plain. Oh, I yeah. Milk, uh, cinnamon, brown sugar. Huh. Golly. That's where it's at. Actually. I need to start doing that instead of three I don't even put cinnamon waffles. in mine. I do. I just put brown sugar in milk. But Oatmeal's so good. when I was a kid, the packets. Yeah. Uh, maple cinnamon brown sugar you know whatever that is that's the best one i hate when my parents would buy the variety pack like i'm not touching blueberry oatmeal i don't want little (laughs) freeze-dried strawberry chunks don't church it up just give me oatmeal how the pioneers intended yes cinnamon underrated spice yeah or proper is it properly rated Mm, i don't think it gets enough love if we're being honest just don't eat a whole mouthful of it and try to swallow. That'd be a bad deal. Like, was it Glozel or Flozel? What was it? <laughs> you know what that lady's name? I can't remember. Ah, God, God, it. <laughs> so funny. That's like a that's like a a classic internet video when it she really does the is. cinnamon challenge and she just like starts spitting it like a sprinkler across the room and then she's like, ah, get me. So funny. Um, oh, that's too good. Man. <laughs> Warm cinnamon with ice cold vanilla ice cream. It's so good. So good. You know what? Let's just mm. stop recording and go eat it right mm. now. Mm. Yeah, it is apple crisp season. It's time to get some apple crisp on my table. That's for sure. Got to find uh, a way. Soon. I have a whole apple crisp in my freezer. I grew up thinking apple butter was a very common thing, but then like a bunch of people I've met in my life have never had it. I have apple butter also. Store-bought? And peach butter. No, homemade. Yeah, my grandma Gladys, shout out RIP Grandma Gladys, the best. Always made giant batches of apple butter, and then like she'd can it, and like our whole family's had it. Such and, like, a beautiful fall delicacy. A couple years ago, I like let it slip to my uncle that I had a a, a can from my grandma's like last batch, and he like asked me for it, and I gave it to him. Or when I say can, I mean a jar. But probably meant a lot to him. Yeah, I think we have the recipe. We need to do like a big day where my mom like walks us through it because I need to stock up toast and apple butter. Oh, it's phenomenal. Elite. Yep. Used to make stuff like that all the time with our apples and lightning took out our two apple trees. Just gone. Gone down in their prime. Absolutely. And the one apple tree that got left was the one that's trash. Complete trash. (sighs) I love talking about food, especially fall foods. It's the best. Um. Speaking of food, let's just stick on it. 
I have this down in my intro stuff. What is the food? I think I've discovered the one food I could eat every day of the rest of my life and never get sick of. Okay, hold on. Give me what genre is it? Is it dessert? Is it savory? Side. Oh, it's a side. Savory side. Savory side. Uh, Do you consider mashed potatoes a side? It's mashed potatoes and gravy. Mashed potatoes and gravy is good. I don't think I could ever get sick of it. And eat it every day for the rest of my life. And there's different kinds of gravy that are good with mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. You can Turkey, go brown. Beef you can go white so gravy. Yeah. Oh, you know what I've never done? I've never put like biscuits and gravy type gravy on mashed potatoes. I wonder what that's like. I don't know that that would be great, but it might be because it's good on hash browns. Yeah. A lot of people are shocked when I tell them Did that. Did you know that the hash brown is a potato? Hash browns come from potatoes. Did you know that? Yeah. Does someone not know that? A lot of people don't know that. Where do they think it comes from? The hash brown. <laughs> I love to make uh, homemade. Sometimes I get a little funky and I make homemade sweet potato hash browns. What is that like? Oh, I grate them babies. I mix them all with butter and I smack them down there and make them nice and crispy on the outside. It's delicious. You smack them? You show the potatoes oh, yeah. who's boss? Oh, yeah. little, <laughs> little, little tush smack. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I I asked for that. Yeah. I shouldn't. I was a lot of people are on. surprised when I tell them that my favorite gravy is chicken gravy or turkey, like the light the light gravy. I like that gravy with my potatoes more than the brown beef gravy. I don't know that I could tell the difference. Mm, I can. I just like the gravy, and I love love mashed potatoes. Oh, mm. so good! <laughs> it's woo. it's mashed potato season. Yeah, all the time, but especially this time of year. Yeah. They're just better when it's cold out. Comfort food. Yeah, I'm going to eat way too many of them on Thanksgiving. I always make the potatoes for our family Thanksgivings. What do you, What is your Thanksgiving situation? Or is this, do you get together with your parents? Do you Usually my mom's side. Sometimes my dad's. No, actually, usually my dad's side. Sometimes my mom's side, but they're all spread out. My dad's side usually comes back, and we all get together at the farm, and it's lit. So just you and your parents and... Yeah, and then my dad's siblings, my cousin on that side, brother-in-law and sister might come. My sister has to work every other holiday. You have a sister? <laughs> and what's could, her, older or younger? Uh, older, two what's years. Her, what's her name? Leah. Leah. <laughs> yep. She has to work uh, every other holiday uh, because she's a doctor. Does, so, Dr. Leah Pedersen, or Dr. Leah Harms, excuse me. Does Leah listen? Oh, yeah. Leah... If you're listening right now, the pictures of your children are not on the fridge anymore. Were they not? Nope. Did they fall? I don't know, but you took them off the fridge. It makes me think, are you beefing with your niece and nephew? <laughs> no. The la- I, I feel like I there's did. beef now. Hear me out. I did. I do remember texting my nephew on his birthday, also my birthday, February 23rd. You guys have the same birthday? Same birthday, me and the nephew. Love that kid. Uh, we are beefing, though, because I texted him that day, and I said, oh, man, happy birthday. Hope it's a great day, buddy. Um, love you. Couldn't be happier to share a birthday with someone, and he replies like an hour later and just says, same. <laughs> well, dude. <laughs> That's all he said. You know he, what? He iced you out. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <laughs> all he said was same. <laughs> That's unacceptable. <laughs> and so I laughed, and then I showed that to my sister, but then I was like, you know what? You should stiff him on the next birthday present. Just give him a card. I will. Just give him a card that says, happy birthday, and inside write, same. (laughs) I'm doing that. (laughs) Yeah. 
teach him a lesson. Dang, it doesn't feel very good, does it? Nope. Buddy. And that's <sighs> when you say, hey, newsflash, pal. I'm still your uncle and I love you. That's what you can say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I noticed they're not in the fridge. Your fridge is looking very bare. Yeah, there's nothing you have a there. couple of koozies and a hawks by a million. Yep. Which is a f- hilarious statement because... Because the Hawks never win by 10. Either. You could give the <laughs> Hawks current offense 2 million football games, and yeah. I don't think they'd score a million points. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. <sighs> Good times. But they are 6-1. Six 6-1, and, one. Six and one, hey, in the words of Al Davis, just win, baby. Can you imagine how good I would be if Ferentz was a good recruiter? Like, he keeps having to do so much with so little talent. Imagine if that guy was a good recruiter and could get good players. <sighs> Part of it is... He's just hard to recruit to Iowa. I feel like Midwest schools don't get a lot of great people unless it's like Ohio State or Michigan. Do they even count as Midwest? Who? Ohio State and Michigan. Mm. It's a rust belt. But yeah, if Iowa even had like the 80th or 75th best offense in the country, I mean, you're talking natties. You're well, talking dominant. Here's my thing. Out of 133, like what, FBS teams, mm-hmm. they're 133rd. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me. <laughs> That Kirk Ferentz is recruiting at his ceiling. No. That the, that the best and they he do can not do. not know how to develop quarterbacks, period. Well, like I have this friend. Quarterbacks get worse as they the I, longer I, they're at Iowa. I have a friend who's like the most diehard Hawkeye fan. Like Kirk Ferentz has never made a wrong decision in this guy's opinion ever. So like I kind of got him trapped in a logic loop because I was like, Wow, six and one with this talent. Is Ferentz the best coach in the country? And he's like, by a mile. And I said, can you imagine if he was good at recruiting? And then you could tell he was like, wait, whoa, Ferentz is good at recruiting. And I go, okay, so why aren't they performing? Why is the offense so bad? Is it bad coaching? Well, they need to execute better. I go, isn't that coaching? Why can't they execute? If they can't execute, it's either he can't coach him or he's not recruiting good enough players. And he goes, well, it's not his fault. This is like the worst. I think he said like worst D line I was had in 14 years. I go, then whose fault is that? It has to be somebody's fault. And I thought I had got him to finally admit that like, maybe there's something Ferentz could be better at. And instead he just said, it basically just comes down to bad luck. It's just bad luck. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. If I was a coach and I had like, the worst offense in 14 years, I would be asking some hard questions of why that is. Mm-hmm. Why is it so bad? Dude, they're, they do, man, they do so many things well, but they just cannot figure out the quarterback position. I just want him to admit that Kirk Ferentz isn't God. <laughs> He's definitely not. That Kirk Ferentz has made a mistake. There's one true God. He won't. <laughs> he won't admit it, and it just drives me nuts. Yeah. I, uh, there's been some mistakes, namely every single quarterback we've ever had. Yeah, we've well, had some good ones, but if you look at the stats, it's wild. Like their first year as a starter, what they are, and then their next two years, how they progressively get worse. Who's the it's best? Crazy. Who's the best quarterback Iowa's ever had? Oh, I think it's unquestioned, Brad Banks. Why have they never recruited another even type of player like? And you want to know what's crazy? They just don't even go after those guys. You want to know what's crazy? Is Brad Banks is a junior. Rode the pine behind Kyle McCann. And Kyle McCann... When- that guy got sacked more than groceries. He dated my <laughs> Spanish teacher in high school. Are you serious? Yes. 
<laughs> Meg Jackson, Senora. She told us. She's like, yeah, I dated Kyle McCann for a long time. That's funny. And that's when we told her, like, that guy gets sacked more than groceries. And she's like, be nice. <laughs> Kyle McCann, like, Iowa had, uh, they'd get, like, up two, three scores in that era. And Banks would come in and just absolutely light it up against the other team's number one defense who was still playing. And everyone, I remember me and all my friends were like, why isn't that guy starting? It's so much more fun. And then the next year, he gets runner-up in the Heisman. Isn't Kirk, like, loyal to upperclassmen to a fault? I think ultimately they play who deserves to play. Sometimes there is some loyalty I wonder about. But the fact that we all were like, holy crap, play him. And then the next year, the guy's a runner-up in the Heisman. I don't know. My friend that I'm talking about, he would tell you, Kirk obviously knew that Brad Banks wasn't ready. And that's why he wasn't playing because dumb Kirk actually kept him out until the perfect time when he was ready to like <laughs> blossom. A, that's that's what he would such say. A like silly thing to say. Weird. All like, right. Like Kirk Ferentz it could like drive his car into an orphanage. <laughs> and this guy would be like, he's playing 3D chess. We don't even understand. We can't even question his motives because he's so he's on a higher plane. I will say, I do think Kirk Ferentz is a very good coach. I do think when it comes to, uh, like, time, like, thinking ahead and trusting, like, his defense and other things and, like, thinking about situations ahead, he is very good. But there's times where I sure wish he was more aggressive. By the way, can we talk about a lack of self-awareness? I'm – Caleb Williams is annoying me. Did you see what he said yesterday? Whoever drafts me, I'm not going there unless they give me – a stake of the team. What? He wants to, he thinks he's so worthy and so good that when he gets drafted without even like proving he's an all timer, he deserves some ownership stake in the team. Patrick Mahomes doesn't even have that for the chiefs. Like, what are we doing? That's so, that is a weird convoluted and delusional thought. Crazy. What owner would give him? I mean, I wouldn't draft him. Screw you. I would make him a deal. I would say you win a Super Bowl in your rookie year. I'll give you X amount of percent of the team. Mm-hmm. Prove it. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Crazy. If you're so good. Hey, can I give a shout out real quick? Yeah. Aaron Hinkledye. Loyal fan. Loyal listener. Aaron and his wonderful bride, Nicole. I found out in my conversation with Nicole at the last time they were out at Strike Zone. Yankees she fans. was an emo kid. Ooh. So like we were like b- bonding over like all these old emo albums and you know bands like The Used and Bright Eyes and all this stuff and it's always fun when it's like yeah you would have been in the same circle of friends and Aaron too I would have hung out with people like her and Aaron when we were in high school we would have gone to shows together and we would have been in each other's MySpace top eights probably <laughs> I, I want to believe that on some level I think you would have for sure yeah. So shout out to them. Thanks for listening to the pod. You guys are awesome. Nicole takes really awesome sports photography uh, photographs does. too. Yeah, she snapped one of me and Aaron at uh, a volleyball game recently and sent it to me, and I look like a big old goofball. Sounds like she depicted you perfectly. You yeah. are kind of a big old goofball. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, we do appreciate all of our listeners, don't we? They're great we people. Uh, when you shoo a bug out your vehicle window, is that not an all-time great victory feeling? I did it today. Like, man, those flies are pissing you off. And now this time of year, we got the stink, the piss bugs, the ladybugs. They're out and I'm four, full force. Are those, those Asian beetles? Oh, yeah. And 
they're the worst. They will go over by your window. I put my window down. They'll they'll like crawl over the top of the window and then just ride the window all the way up. And then they'll go right back on the inside before it goes up. And they just make me want to swerve off the road. I'm so mad. Yeah, I don't like when there's one trapped in the car and it doesn't get the hint to nope. get out. And you do that thing where you roll your window down and you cup your hand and you're like trying to mm-hmm. you're trying to like cup it out the window <laughs> and it, it's not getting the hint. And then sometimes you just try to swing and try to knock it out. And yep. Um, you know the ones that I, I mean they don't really bother me are the Brad Elder bugs. <laughs> uh, They're they, tame and kind. They don't smell. Nah. They don't. Uh, yeah. My kids always call them Brad Elder bugs. Yeah. They kind of just keep to their own. Yeah. But yeah, it's a boy. When I get that fly out of my truck, I'm like, I'm a cloud nine the rest of the drive. It's a great feeling. Ah, <sighs> good times. Just. <laughs> Pull it a ped. Ah, good times. Good times, uh, great oldies. Can we talk about police in scary movies and how they're... Police? The worst. Yeah, the worst shot of all time. And they're also way too hesitant. And it really annoys me. It's always some joker. You, you want your... You, are you telling me you want your horror movie police to shoot first and ask questions later? Exactly. <laughs> and then... What if... But hear me out. Hear okay. me out. What if these cops show up to like an abandoned house... And the guy who's wearing human skin as a mask and carrying a chainsaw covered in blood. What if it's a misunderstanding? <laughs> Do you really want him shooting first and asking questions later? God. I suppose not. Does wearing another human skin on your face somehow negate your civil liberties? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking the question. It's a thinker. It's something to ponder. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm watching. I'm, I celebrate October. Spooky season, like we call it, and so many is around the world do. You keep trying to make Spooktober happen, and it's not a thing at all. It's going to happen. Me and the Bussin' with the Boys podcast are making Spooktober happen. Who? What is the Bussin' with the Boys podcast? Oh, two former NFL players who have a podcast called Bussin' with the Boys. It's huge. What is Bussin'? Uh, all their po- their podcasts are in an old bus. Mm. It's, a, it's a great podcast. It's massive. Um, and... So I love to watch a good scary movie in the mornings. I've been watching a lot of the Halloweens, some thrillers. I like to hop on Netflix or Prime or YouTube and look for one I haven't seen and watch it. And hopefully it doesn't suck. But Michael Myers is standing here covered in blood, holding a bloody girl beside him. And the cop goes, hey, freeze. How about we just light him up between the eyeballs, empty your clip on him. Let's not say freeze. And then when Michael Myers starts running at him, they like. Close her eyes and fire and like grazes his shoulder. And then they get stabbed in the throat and killed. I think it's in the script, though, that that's how it's supposed to happen. Because <laughs> imagine like the first imagine you pay. What is a movie ticket anymore? Nine dollars. Yep. Okay. Nine dollar movie ticket. You're into the popcorn. You're into the the drink. You're, you're in for twenty five bucks before you even sit down. Mm-hmm. Right. Gosh, I want to go to a movie so bad right now. First five minutes of the movie. Cop stumbles upon Michael Myers killing somebody. Just just blows them away. Just two in the temple, gone. Roll credits. Five <laughs> I, minutes. I honestly, Are you happy? I don't I, think you're happy. I honestly think I might be the only person who's like, you know what? They did the right thing. Yeah. Then you'd stand up. Your your popcorn still got the butter like steaming off of it. And you're like, well, <laughs> guess I'm going home because they shot Michael Myers in the head right away like I asked them to. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I suppose for the sake of having movies that are an hour and a half long, I'll deal with it. But boy, is it frustrating. I don't watch a lot of scary movies. 
I don't like being scared. I love them so much, man. These one. The, What's your favorite? The slashers don't like. I'm just like into them, and I'm kind of yelling at the stupid people about things they could do better, but they don't like freak me out. The para- paranormal movies make my skin crawl. My hairs are standing up. I get goosebumps on Why? goosebumps. It's it's so like because it could be real, man. No. That's the ones. The ones that are real. I think those are less real. The Conjuring and those paranormal things, man. Those are the ones that freak me out. What are you looking at? Nothing. I wouldn't go to sleep in this apartment tonight. <laughs> There's some weird stuff going it's on. Some weird energy. Yep. Oh, Has that towel always been over there? You need to stop it. I think I don't think that towel was there when we started. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, you asked me for my all-time favorite scary movie. The Conjuring might be up there, and it is terrifying. First what's, time, first. What's the plot line? Uh, the Conjuring. So Ed and Lorraine Warren are like renowned people who can see on the other side and help people like with their hauntings and like. But they also sell take feet pics. <laughs> they also sell feet pics, and they have to come deal with this horrible demon. So they they can see, they're like mediums. They can see through the other kind of, and like a family's having horrible like haunting situations going on. We'll call them in, and they will they'll be there to help the family out and try to get rid of this demon and solve it. Anybody famous in it? And uh, uh, yeah, both of the main Ed and Lorraine are both played by very well known actors and actresses, but I can't remember their names. Uh, Meryl Streep and Sir Patrick Stewart. Farmiga. uh, Sophia Vergara. Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. There we go. She plays the lady. I don't remember the guy's name. Isn't that what they make countertops out of? (laughs) Vera Farmiga. Well, that's for Micah. Sorry. Uh, That I remember the first time I ever saw The Strangers. It actually freaked me out. When did The Conjuring come out? Is it an old movie? 2013, I think, is the first one. Then they had Conjuring 2 in 2018, I want to say. The Strangers. Have you ever seen The Strangers? Dude, I told you I don't watch scary okay. movies. Strangers. I've seen like two total. The first time Strangers. That's Strangers might be number two. It's not like it's a well-known scary movie. It's not as iconic as like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and stuff. Sure. But when it first came out, holy cow, did it scare me? Because that it's a real deal thing. I thought I've thought about and that could happen. You're out by yourself in a country home, and all of a sudden you start getting terrorized by these kooks out of the woods and stuff, and like it's shot so well. Where you can just see glimpses of the strangers who are trying to kill these people in the background. Do these the- movies always have like a Scooby Doo type ending where like it was all just a big misunderstanding? No, I don't think so. No, okay. Strangers ends. Honestly, Strangers, I did not expect the ending that happened, and it made it even better. Brutal. You should watch it. We should watch it together. One of those two. We'll add it to the list of things we're never going to do together, but we say we will. This winter, you want to watch some scary movies? Uh, all right. I need to share a conspiracy theory with you that I don't. First off, you know how I feel about conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. I think they're dumb, Mm -hmm. but I would like to hear this. I don't think this one's a conspiracy theory. I'm all in on thinking it's real. Is this? Oh, is this the one where the conspiracy theory that Rod Belding did not have the flu (laughs) on that episode of Saved by the Bell? That one might be real. I, after further research, and I've done a lot of research on this. I don't think Rod Belding had the flu. I think he bailed on that river rafting trip to date to go on a date with Inga. Can you blame him? Well, I just think for so long people thought he did have the flu, but mm-hmm. I think that's actually a lie. But go go ahead. All right. Stevie Wonder is not blind. 
this is from a Jamie Foxx comment. Right? No, it's not. So Shaquille O'Neal, I've been I follow him on social media and I've heard him tell these stories before. He swears that Stevie Wonder is not blind. Because? So he was on an elevator with Stevie Wonder I don't know how many years ago, twenty years ago, something like that. He was talking it was when we played with actually with the magic. So it would have been more like twenty five years ago. And he said he's in an elevator at some event and he gets on. He's not like talking to him or anything. Stevie Wonder's in the back with like a security guard or a handler or something. There's a bunch of people. Shaq says he gets off the elevator and Stevie Wonder goes, see you later, Shaq. And Shaq said he did a double take and was like, he's, he's told the story on their basketball show before. And he's like, I swear. He's like, he said, see you later, Shaq. I never talked to him. I never said anything. So then this morning, Shaquille O'Neal posts a video on Twitter of, I don't know if it was a dedication concert to Stevie Wonder or something. I think it was Mariah Carey got done singing and she like blows a kiss at him and he blows a kiss back <laughs> and and Shaq, it just cuts to Shaq and he's just sitting here like looking around like, told you so. He never saw her blow the kiss. How's he blowing kisses back without seeing it? And then have you seen the video where he catches a mic stand when it's falling? No. He catches one. I mean, he's a mic stand falls while he's playing piano and he catches it. Come on. Guy ain't blind. Mm-hmm. He was so desperate to be famous that he decided to put this act on. So... It's going to somehow be his thing as he gets to the top. What? I I just don't. He's not blind. The motives don't make any sense to me. I don't know. He was already like he had the talent. Maybe he didn't think like he had Ray enough. Charles didn't get famous because he was blind. It was mm-hmm. because songs like Georgia on my mind and hit the road. Jack were good. Like Stevie Wonder has good music. Maybe Stevie was self-conscious. I think a lot of those things can be explained. I don't know. How big is an elevator? Uh, I mean, roughly, what, 10 by 10? No. 8 by 10? I don't think I could lay down in an elevator. Depends on where you're at or which Let's one you're getting six on. Let's just say 6 by 6. If you were in a 6 by 6 enclosed space with Shaquille O'Neal, do you think you'd know? Well, yeah, I'm not blind. No, if your eyes were closed. Probably not. How would I know? I can't see. Was the entire elevator silent? I don't know. I wasn't there. You know what I Shaq would do? Shaq says it was. You know what I would do? If I was next to Stevie Wonder and Shaq got in an elevator, I'd lean over and go, Shaquille O'Neal just got on this elevator. Yeah, but he said he could hear and no one said anything. He believes no one said anything. I don't know. Shaq, you think Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq don't got to lie. Knowing him like you do. <laughs> like we all do. Oh, okay. You think Shaq gets in an elevator with a celebrity. And just goes stone silent the entire time. I highly doubt it. Stevie Wonder's a big deal. Shaq might have been shy as he was becoming a celebrity. No. <laughs> and somebody could have easily been next to him and been like, Mariah, I just blew you a kiss. Yeah. I don't know. The mic stand thing, I don't know. He could have felt himself bump it. I mean, your senses are heightened when you lose one. That is true. But now, but I will give you this. And I'm only arguing with you because I think conspiracy <laughs> theories are stupid. <laughs> Except for the rod belding one, but I am gonna go Google this. Like I'm gonna, oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go watch the the video of the mic stand. Like you have yes. piqued my interest. I will yes. give you that. Yes, I will still come back and say it's stupid. Yeah, at least you'll watch though, right? My problem with conspiracy theory people is like, it feel like people never believe in just like one. They just have to believe in every stupid conspiracy theory, and I always just come back to my rule of thumb of like. Two people can barely keep a secret. Mm -hmm. All these conspiracy theories always hinge on like hundreds, if not thousands of people having to keep secrets. 
And it's just not possible. They don't keep them. Two people don't keep one. That's where it always breaks down for me. Is What if he has just played this off his whole life? He's the only one who knows he's who's in on it. That sounds exhausting. What if, he leaves, what if he leaves a note when he dies that says, I wasn't actually blind? This is why conspiracy theories never make sense to me. Because <laughs> when people are dying and know they're dying, they have no reason to keep, keep it up. Sure. And yet they never sort of have that deathbed confession. It never comes. Yeah. You know? I don't know if I fully believe it, but I, it's fun to buy into a little bit. You Are, are you a flat earther? <laughs> no. This is like the only conspiracy theory I, I view, believe in. I view most conspiracy theorists the same way I do like flat earthers. Wait, I do believe in getting coaches fired conspiracies. Such as? Like, so Michigan State's football coach recently got fired because he had a thing with a lady. But there's like stuff starting to come out that it's pretty obvious it was consensual. But she said a whole bunch of stuff. And I think the university paid her ruined this guy's life because they signed him to a horrible contract after one good season and wanted to get rid of him. And now it's like being reported that Urban Meyer is has been spotted in East Lansing and he's going to be the next coach of Michigan State. So They wanted to get rid of him and have cause to not pay him the rest of his contract to get that money back and start paying Urban Meyer. What a, so what, I a, think, what a weird person to do it for. Urban Meyer, who the last right? like handful of years has been dumpster fire after dumpster yeah. fire of PR. He's always been... Unbelievable was as a this, college football coach, though. What what did this lady that supposedly he did the thing with? Did did she have any relation to the university? Yeah, she works for the university athletic department. Okay, well, having, that's that's crossing lines right there. You can't. You're not supposed to have romantic relationships no, with people that work. But he got canned, and she said all this terrible stuff. Like, he, and then it turns out it's consensual. And but now it's like looking a little fishy. I do believe in stuff like that. Should we get into the meat? Yeah. Mm. Of the episode. Sure. All right. You brought this up a I, while back. I did? Yeah. This was your idea. Wow. Do you not have things written down? No, but I, I know I can, whatever it is, I, I'm ready. Yeah. This was like three weeks ago is all. Do you have CTE? No. <laughs> I can't even remember. I'm so busy. I don't even remember what I was doing yesterday. Yeah. You said, you know what? It's football season. It's tailgate That's season. Right. We should That's talk right. about best tailgate foods. That's right. I remember this now. So I don't have like a draft or anything. I just wrote down some of my favorite. I actually wrote down my five favorites. Um, we can just go back and forth talking about ours and see what's what. Yeah, go for it. This was kind of inspired by our, our road trip to Tom's house that one day, right? Our road trip to Tom's house? Yeah, when we had all that awesome food. Oh, that was Iowa, some Iowa State game, right? Iowa State, you and I. Yes. So my number one. Well, it's not number one. I just wrote them in this order because I actually do have a number one and I'm saving it for last. But you might find this weird. But I went to a t- when I was at UNI, I went to a tailgate with um, some people from my class. One of the girl's parents was a UNI season ticket holder. Every now and then we'd go tailgate there. And when it got nice and cool, they on their big griddle and they would like turn it into like a smoker kind of. They'd put like a big griddle on a charcoal grill and then have the smoke going also they would do grilled cheese and smoked tomato soup and it was lights out amazing that sounds good dude when you're out there and it's like 40 degrees and you're eating grilled cheese and tomato soup it's all time i don't feel like i have the the skills to be like a great tailgater like i love the food but like some of these people are just kind of like wizards on the blackstone oh, some people are just want to be the cooks like me and Tom, I'd love to just sit and cook food for a million people all day with him. And we just want people to show up and enjoy the food we make. 
Yeah, you guys always talk about starting a food truck. Oh, yeah. Someday it's happening. I would do a food truck, too, but mine would just be like different kinds of Pop-Tarts, and I would warm them up. <laughs> and you know what? People might still come. You ever put butter in a Pop-Tart? <laughs> Four bucks a tart? <laughs> you make some money. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so <laughs> friggin' good. good. So that's my first one. Uh, I'll list another one here. Smash cheeseburgers with the caramelized onions. <laughs> now we're talking. You put the onion into the patty and smash it down. How do you caramelize an onion? And so then when you flip it over, it's cooking in that juice and everything, and it just turns brown. Technically, when you caramelize them, you do it with butter and seasoning, and you just cook them until they're completely brown and like translucent. But so it's technically not caramelizing, but but kind of caramelizes it and cooks it into the smash burger when you're doing it on the flat top. Where did smash burgers oh. come from? I feel like they're a big deal. They kind of just blew up a couple years Isn't ago. Isn't it just smashing the burger down flat? Yeah, you just take a little like, uh, I don't even think it's a half pound, probably a quarter pound patty or a ball, and then you just push it down with a press, and then guys will like smooth it out around the edges so it gets really flat, and then you flip that baby over, throw cheese on it for like a minute. It's so thin it cooks. You toast the buns with some butter on the flat top while you're doing it, Woo! and then you make a sauce to go with it. <sighs> so good. I okay. Do I get to say any? Or are you go for it, buddy? Go for it, buddy. My number one tailgating food is probably the German Sheboing Boing. What bratwurst? It's called German Sheboing Boing. No, but a Sheboing Boing is a hot dog. So a, a German Sheboing Boing is the bratwurst. <laughs> I love that. I'm calling it that for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, Can't beat a brat, buddy. No, they're good. Love the brat. Um, my number two would be whatever Tom made when he brought those little Big Mac slider things over. Oh my! Yeah, those I, were so. Good. I'm still thinking about them. Oh, those like, were so good. If you ever just see me wistfully staring off in the distance, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Tom's Big Mac sliders. Those yeah, were incredible. I need to have them back in my life. Yeah, we should probably do that again sometime soon. I would I would go with the the buffalo wing too. Buffalo wings are huge for me. I love them. How did I not think of that? I'm an idiot. You are you are like so stupid. Buff wings are absolute top tier. Mm. They're so good, man. And you, that's another thing you can do like in a in a big bowl or on a pan on a charcoal grill and just low heat and let that baby smoke and cook. Oh, I don't know if I'm much of a smoker. I feel like everybody's smoking stuff now. Everybody's always like, well, you got to have the smoked turkey legs. Oh, you got to have the smoked cheddar chowder or whatever. It's like. It does give a great flavor. I don't know. I just think everybody. I think Traeger's had like a moment. And it's, it's just like these Stanley Cups. They're not going to be around forever. Traeger was like a thing for a while. About the hockey award? The Stanley Cup? No. These Stanley travel oh. mugs that all the women are carrying around. Yeah. They're cool right now, but like something will replace them. Remember Nalgene's? Oh, yeah. these It's just the flavor of the month. And How I, did Nalgene's get popular? They don't even keep things cold. I think they got popular because if you they were had one. Indestructible. Well, that and if you had one, you look like you drove a Subaru and you were healthy <laughs> and like, look at me. And I'd put some stickers on it about save the whales, all that stuff. I see a lot it of was fatties a, at the fair carrying Nalgene's. It was a, it was a huge... Um, what am I trying to say? Like, it, it was an aesthetic. Hmm. You know what I mean? But anyway, I've always thought they were stupid. The sm- the Traeger smokers, I feel like they had their moment. They are no people aren't talking about it like they used to. Now it's all about the Blackstone, and the Blackstone might be here to stay. I don't oh, know. Oh, it's so good. 
I, I, I'm not grill. I'm not against it. I'm just wondering, like, I want to I want to see if it has some staying power. Yeah, see if we're still talking about it in 2030. It seems it seems like a cast iron skillet. It seems like a, it seems high maintenance. Yeah, a blackstone. Yes. Oh, it's not. It's easy. I don't know. This is the kind of stuff that intimidates me, and I end up screwing it up. Well, let's have a crash course sometime. Can you make a German Sheboing boing on a blackstone? Oh, dude, I make German Sheboing boings. <laughs> oh, I make regular. <laughs> you make regular. I make regular Sheboing boings every year for the outdoor church service around Memorial Day or whenever it is. And I do like 300 Sheboing Boings on there. I do like 150 at a time. Are you serious? On my Blackstone. That yeah. is a lot of Sheboing Boings. Oh, it's boings. just covered in Boing Boings. <laughs> it's not Boing Boing. It's Sheboing Boings. Sorry. It's covered in Sheboing Boings. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, you can do them. I'm going to laugh if like – I'm going to look it up on Urban Dictionary later. I hope we're not like actually using a horrible slang term for something <laughs> like wildly inappropriate. Nah, we didn't know. We didn't know. No, we didn't know. I'm pretty sure a shaboing boing is a hot dog, <laughs> uh, along with the glizzy. <laughs> the glizzy. While you do that, another food I absolutely love for tailgating, teriyaki kebabs. Used to do these all the time with my uncle when he had season tickets to Iowa games, and we'd go to a game. He, would, he was the kebab king. He would make so many different kinds of teriyaki meats beforehand to put on, and so we would do, we'd cube up steak and chicken, and then you'd have sweet peppers that you'd slide on that skewer, pineapple, chunks of onion, and you just kebab the freaking crap out of those things on the grill. And you just got all sorts of delicious kebabs. See, dude, a sweet pepper that's cooked on a grill beside a teriyaki piece of meat is elite. I mean, you can pretty much do anything, but I, there is staples. I, I like when there's a breakfast-themed tailgate. Oh! How did I not think of this? When you get the breakfast burritos and all that stuff. Oh, for an 11 a.m. kickoff and you're starting to tailgate at 6 in the morning? Yes. Oh, I love breakfast tailgate. Yes. You got me fired up right now. I can't believe you forgot. Dude, I've made breakfast sandwiches on a Blackstone before and used Silver Dollar pancakes as my bread. I don't know if I like that play. I'd rather have an English muffin. English muffins are so good, dude. Oh, the sausage my can't talk. Sausage McMuffin, give me fifteen right now. Fifteen? Ooh, with a little hot sauce on the bun. <laughs> Would you ever make an everything bagel on a blackstone? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? The cheese, the seasoning on the bagel. Oh man. Fold that egg in there. I'd leave my egg runny. Man, how did I think of breakfast tailgate? Yeah, breakfast, that's a good call. You can make all the meat there on it and then mix all the peppers and meat and eggs and cheese together while you're toasting your tortilla. Pick that tortilla up, fill it, wrap it back on there to seal the fold. I'm fired up right now. Do you call it a tortilla or a tortilla? Uh, depends on if I'm with my Mexican friends or not. Do you have Mexican friends? Hmm. I had one when I worked at Fairway. <laughs> Yes, I do. Okay. I have Mexican friends from church, from our brothers and sisters at Summit Real Life Center. I uh, My neighbors are Latino, and they are super nice. They always – they moved in recently, and they're always, like, bringing over, like, authentic Mexican food and stuff. It's the best. Good people. Good people. And Happy to have them living next to me. I enjoy it. And one of them is going to go pro in soccer. They play a lot of soccer. It's just nonstop soccer. Yep. And they have a humongous, like, full-size goal in their yard. I know. I love it. I love the <laughs> commitment to the craft. It is. 
Hey, we cut the tree down in front of my house. Well, we didn't. The city did. It's a whole. It's pretty bare out there now. Is it a bummer or is it a vibe? No, uh, <laughs> I'm vibing hard <laughs> with it actually because it was always like we were f- like branches with like large branches would fall in, in windstorms, and I'm like, one of my kids is going to get clocked by a branch falling, and it's going to be bad news. So it's gone now. We just got a stump, but once they grind that stump, get it out of there. We're going to have a lot more room for baseball in the front yard. hey Boom. I have two more things here that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. One is smoked brisket slash burn ends, which are to die for. Went to a tailgate. We had like a everyone bring food, big tailgate thing, and we hung out in Alan Hinkledy's shop like two years ago. I had my first deep fried turkey there. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was amazing. Man. And Tom smoked a brisket i don't know what he did to it and then he brought it over already sliced up just slices of brisket that you could just pull out of a crock pot and eat i'm not kidding you i think i ate half the brisket myself i was bloated i was so full but it was so good i couldn't stop i don't like this story because i was not invited <laughs> apologies i don't think you should tell any stories on the pod that don't involve me being there that's fair i'll stop um and then the last thing I have written down, which is I wrote goat with stars beside it. It is the goat of goat. It is a hot Nathan's shaboing boing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, it's, that's, it's just so good. That's just it. It's a cold day. You're tailgating. Say it's 35 degrees and you pull some of those Nathan's dogs off the grill and you throw them in a bun that you steamed for like five seconds, Hawaiian bun. It's so soft. And you put that in there. I just eat them plain, but I also love to put a little catch, a little muss, a little rel on there. Ooh, so good. Or some fresh diced tomatoes and fresh onions. So that's usually at home, though. I don't bring those things to a tailgate. I just love a hot Nathan's hot dog on a cold day. It can't be beat. Has food always occupied such a primo space in your mind your whole life? <laughs> Pretty much. Because yes. like, I like, I mean, foods, I like food. It's fine. It's to me, it's more of a necessary thing. It's not like I don't really get jazzed about it. I don't super look forward to it. Um, I and I like when it's good, but it feels like it's on another plane with you. I'm passionate. Has it always been that way? Always. I think it started with my mom's uh, chuck roast that she did in the slow cooker when I was like eight years old. So you even fell in love with that roast. Do you even remember like? specific meals from your childhood in, in a way that i don't like you remember meals like i remember like the 95 braise lineup <laughs> you're not wrong i remember like in the kitchen pulling like watching my mom pull like shredded tender juicy roast beef from our cow out of a crock pot and putting like potatoes and carrots from the crock pot with it oh, and we made spaghetti all the time love fresh green beans from the garden see and like I mean, there's food I liked when I was a kid, but it's not on the highlight reel of my childhood. And I feel like it's on your highlight reel. Oh, without question. My favorite chicken of all time is a chicken that my mom... haven't had it for a while. We need to get on that. She made like this cornflake crusted chicken, but the chicken is like lathered with some kind of like sauce and then you put the crust on it and bake it. Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah, you so good. You have like visceral reactions. This is why I look like this. This is why I have a problem being skinny. <laughs> when I think back to my childhood, I mostly think of like my highlights on Nerf basketball in the basement and stuff <laughs> like that. I don't uh, have vivid memories of my mom shredding roast beef in a crock pot. <laughs> it's 
so weird to me. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> oh man, I love food so much. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get more discipline with it though. If I'm ever gonna be a chiseled looking Adonis thick boy. Anyway, my wife and I, I feel like ever since COVID, but maybe it was before that. But it feels like COVID was maybe when because I, I, my sense of smell went wonky there for a little while. Mm, not good. We both just like don't even care about food that much anymore. We're both like, I don't know, nothing really sounds good. We just eat because like if you don't eat every so often, you don't feel very good, you know. Um, I do wish I could get a little more excited about good food. Like I love watching like Netflix shows about food mm-hmm. when, when other people are super passionate about it. Um, I've been watching this Asian street food show and they're going to different countries in Asia. And I think part of it is, the, you know, the geography teacher in me, I just love hearing about other cultures, but also like they're so passionate about the street food that's being made and, and it does look good. And I'm just like, yeah, part of it could be where we live. Could be. I don't think Northwest Iowa has this amazing cuisine. No, it's getting better like Des Moines. It's getting to be some top notch food. But but even like they go to like, let's say um, they go to a place in Vietnam. Oh, when you come here, you got to have this. It's just like a local delicacy. Like, what would that be here? Like Oreo fluff? (laughs) Like, what is the thing when you come to Northwest Iowa? And you can't say, like... Scotcheroos. You can't say La Juanitas. It's like... Because that's not Northwest Iowa food. That's just good Mexican food in Northwest Iowa. What What is it? Like, what do we bring to the table? Sweet corn. Uh, maybe. Scotcheroos? I don't even like Scotcheroos. What? Like, I don't hate them, but they're fine. They're fine. Dang. They're fine. Like, they're amazing is what they are. I don't love dessert. Like dessert. Each their own. Like, yeah, is it cheesy potatoes? Is it pork loin? Like, pork loin, uh, pork is definitely up there. Uh, I mean, tough to beat a roast. I don't know if that's a big thing all over the world. It just seems so like plain. We, I, w- I wish we had. I mean, maybe that's part of just America. We're just a melting pot. So like, we got better steak than anyone on earth. That's probably true. Boom. That's might be it. Steak. I don't have steak very often. I like it. I should have it more often. Derek Leeds sent us a thing about a burger in Harvard? Boston. Harvard, today. Derek? Yeah, Harvard Leeds. About a burger in Boston. He just said, crap. It doesn't compare to back home. The meat here sucks. Wow. Hey, I have a new segment I want to try with you. Ooh. It's okay. So for those listening at home, Adam is he's a man of paradox. <laughs> Sometimes in the group text, Adam will have the most rational reactions to something, and other times it's wildly irrational. Wildly. Mm-hmm. And like it can sometimes give you whiplash because in this in a span of two texts, some some opinion will be expressed, and Adam will be like, Well, anybody that thinks that, I hope their car explodes and we never see him again. <laughs> and then like the next topic we're talking about, he'll go, Well, to each their own. If that's what they like, then that's I think that's fine. <laughs> And there's just like you can't predict which reaction he's gonna have. I had you perplexed a couple days ago. You did. <laughs> totally perplexed. Um because you had some strong opinions about like country music. Yep. And then I threw something else out and you're like, well, I don't know, it's whatever people want. It's what they like. <laughs> 
who am I to judge? It's like, who are you to judge? You just very harshly judged something about country music like 10 seconds ago. I can't follow you on this. So here's my new segment. I'm going to throw a couple things out, and I have no idea how Adam will react to this. I like it. Okay, you ready? First one. All right. Plant-based meats. Oh, I mean, it's not real meat. And if you eat them and you like it, I think far less of you. Okay, that seems pretty strong. Like, you think less of people. It's not meat. Meat comes from animals. You can't call it meat. I get pissed when they call it meat. It's not meat. But it's plant-based meat. <laughs> it's not meat. I hate it so much. Do you think like... Plus, like, it's not... It's like all this preservatives and crap holding it together. They probably put rubber cement in there to hold the patty together. Okay, well Just now... Just eat some regular protein now, from an animal. It's healthy. Now this is a straw man argument. Yeah. It's it's you, hel- just you eat just, some good old animal protein. You just cooked up the idea that they put rubber cement in plant based meat and then argued against rubber cement and plant based meat. No one's arguing for that. That's they, a straw man fallacy. <laughs> they need to put they people need to put actual protein, real protein, uh, via animal meat into their bodies. Should should plant based meat be sold in the United States? No. Bill Gates can take that crap and shove it. Okay. That seems like a strong reaction. Yeah. I don't like Bill Gates either. He's buying up all his farm ground and doing bad things. Anyway, move on. (laughs) Okay. That seems like a topic for another time. Whatever you just rambled about with Bill Gates and farm ground. Okay. Next one. Flag football in the Olympics. Ooh, I'm all in. (laughs) See that seems like it would offend your sensibilities as a as a lineman because well, like there is no lineman in flag football. This is true, but I imagine. So you're okay for, with well. This. First of all, part of the reason I'm okay is I think Team USA will mop other countries. But I would hope so. It's like a sport we basically invented. Can you imagine like? So if they do this in the next Olympics or coming up here, do you think like people like To? Or like Ocho Cinco, like some of these guys are retired, will be like our Team USA guys, or will be no. current players. No, it'll be. It sounds like the NFL is encouraging current guys to play. I'm not gonna lie; it would be kind of entertaining. As much as I do like so, get real so, jazz about watching the beef eaters down low go at it. So, wait, beef eaters? Then linemen. Okay, I love watching line play. Why you call them beef eaters? I just figure they love beef. They're beefy boys. Okay. Do you eat, do you like beef fed beef? Beef fed beef. I actually I threw I threw beef once into the cattle yard and none Wouldn't of them that, none what? of them touched it. <laughs> no kidding. You tried to make cannibal cows. Cannibals. I think I had like a, a roast go. Isn't spoiled. that how like isn't that how the movie Outbreak started? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Yeah. Or beef fed beef sounds like a great way to create like mad cow disease or something. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're in on touch football. You're out on plant-based meat. Yeah, plant-based meat can honestly go to the darkest depths of the world and never come back. <laughs> what if I like it? Teach their own, Ryan. <laughs> How is it that like the silverback gorilla is like pound for pound, like the strongest animal in the world, and it gets all its protein from eating plants? Isn't that wild? They don't eat meat, and yet they get tons of protein from the plants. You sure they're not out there like ripping rabbits' heads off and eating them? Yeah, isn't spirulina like 
which is a, which is plant based, isn't that the highest like packed protein food on the planet? Spirulina. Whew, you're asking the wrong guy. Last thing I, I mean, last thing I thought that was a song. Hey, how about Dita? Hey, how's that song go? Hey, Bobadita. <laughs> how's that song? Go? That's not a song. Hey, Margarita. Now, wow. Oh, hey, Margarita. Hey. hey, that's Macarena. Hey, hey Macarena. Hey, Bobadita. I'll have to look it up later. Anyway, that's not even a Spanish word you're saying. No, I'm just get trying to trying to rile you up a little bit. I like meat. I also like some plant based stuff, but I do love vegetables. But they will never be. What about my only thing? I what eat. about if vegetables are smashed up and made to look like a hamburger patty? Then you're out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the shape of the vegetable that offends you. <laughs> it must be. It must be. It must be the shape. It's like I like the black pr- the beans. Behind it. I like black beans. I like sweet potatoes. If you mash those up into a patty and put it on a bun, I will kill you. That's basically yeah. your stance. And honestly, I'd probably like that, but it's a matter of principle. Right? Black bean burgers are very good. That's what I've heard, and I do love black beans. And what's really nice... It's a matter of principle. What's really nice is you can eat like four black bean sweet potato burgers and feel light as a feather incredible for like the next three days. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Never going to catch me doing that. <laughs> I feel like it's my job on this pod. I feel like a lot of people that listen to this probably love you. And like, I get on their nerves because I'm a little bit of a contrarian on some stuff. That's every show has to have that though. I make fun of right wing Adam when it, when he cut, when he, when he pops (laughs) his head out in the group chat at that. Yeah. When right wing Adam pops his head up in the group chat, I play dumb all I did it to you today. Was it today that you were complaining about something being woke and I just played dumb because I was like, what's woke mean? Yeah. And I was like, this is going to make him so mad. Yeah. And then I replied with something that can't be read on the air. (laughs) I do feel like compared to you, I'm like a like a super liberal. But in reality, I'm like, I'm really not. But like it's in it's all relative. Like compared to you, I'm freaking Ralph Nader over here or something. Oh man, old Ralphie. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. We need some differing viewpoints on this. That was fun. I I look forward to future, uh, future segments like that. Yeah, I'll try to think of maybe one every episode. Like, like a, it's almost like a an either or. Like, okay, let me throw one out that I think might rile you up. Let me throw one that I assume won't, but maybe mm. I'll step on a landmine. Um, now that we now that you said that, it just made me think of something, and I need to make a. Right here, live on this podcast, I want to make a confession. Oh, boy. For years and years, I have uh, denounced, I think that's the word I'm looking for, and made fun of and said, it's you're, you're stupid, and you're not actually drinking coffee if you drink all the foo-foo coffees, the sugary mm. coffees. Uh, on my way back from Florida, for the first time ever, I tried a pumpkin cream cold brew from starbucks now cold brew people tell me like you're still technically like it doesn't count as a foo-foo because it's basically just cold coffee and it does literally just taste like cold coffee but this pumpkin cream cold brew from starbucks then has a pumpkin foamy cream on top that you get sips of as you're drinking the coffee from underneath it it is delightful i recently got into coffee and i don't i don't i don't mess with iced coffee i don't want any part of it fair i don't want cold coffee I think what happened was somebody made a pot of coffee at like a Starbucks. They forgot about it. It got ice cold and they're like, 
oh no oh i'll just tell them i did it on purpose mm-hmm. and then they said did you forget to warm that coffee no i did it on purpose try it and then someone was like oh it's good and we just started like started doing it like yeah. why coffee's not meant to be cold that's like having hot ice cream <laughs> That's wild. I used to see the re- the commercials for Chi-Chi's. Remember Chi-Chi's restaurant? Oh, yeah. They'd always advertise fried ice cream, and that just melted my brain as a kid. I was like, how? How is that? Po- how can you have fried ice cream? Plaza has it. How? I don't know. We should ask them. Do they just like take actual cold ice cream and throw it in a deep fat fryer, and somehow it doesn't just melt? Yeah, I think so. Because you break know. it open, and it's that delicious. Seem- that seems unnatural. I don't. I don't think humans were meant to have fried ice cream. I don't know. It feels like we're playing God by by eating it. <laughs> I feel like we're tempting fate. Yeah. And I don't I don't like it. Mm. We shouldn't mock God by nope. eating fried ice cream. God created everything perfectly for a reason. Some things were not meant to be created. It's like Frankenstein. Yeah. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time I am a hot black coffee guy. That's what's in here. But during the fall, and I just found out also there is a Starbucks at Buena Vista University. Really? Yeah, if you go into like Do you their like library, Starbucks coffee or something? I've never drank it until I got this pumpkin cream cold brew. It's my first time ever having it. My favorite coffee is this Walmart brand um, pod because I'm white trash. <laughs> it's a French vanilla flavored Walmart pod. And I somehow think it's like the, job the creme de la creme of coffees. Uh, I buy off-brand coffee all the time because it's way cheaper. A coffee snob would probably be like, you're basically drinking dirt water and you think it's good. I'm like, well. <laughs> Works uh, for me. Yep. So I, uh, There's going to be a lot of people that say, wow, you trash us. But you know what? Cold brew isn't your sugary foo-foo, basically milkshake that you Dude, call I, coffee. I put a lot of sugar and creamer in my coffee, but that's where it starts. You got to work your way off that stuff. Most people don't just pick up black coffee and roll with it. Like I used to drink I did, cappuccino. And I don't know why. Actually, no, you're, I started I used with to cappuccino. Drink, it's too rich for me. I can't drink oh, it anymore. It's horribly rich. And like that's why I'm doing the coffee now with a bunch of sugar and creamer. And I'm hoping that over time, I'm just going to whittle down the amount of sugar. Yeah. And in the end, I'll end up at black coffee. But I got to work myself yeah. there. High school, I would do cappuccino. And then I would do half and half cappuccino coffee. And then I would do like cappuccino be like my creamer. And then by college, it was just straight black coffee. Mm. And boy, do I love it. Mm. All right. Heard that. (laughs) Well, because it is spooktober. Well, because it is spooktober, we'll make this quick. But we have to talk about a spooky subject. We've talked about a couple, I guess. But I want to list my Mount Rushmore of slasher villains. Okay. And I guess you can just react. You probably don't have one since you're not into the scary movies. I can think of a couple. But number one all time for me is is the king himself, the prince of Halloween, Mr. Michael Myers. Yeah, he's obviously got to be on there. It all started with him. He's the icon of Halloween. Uh, he's like demonic. He can't be killed. Yeah, I've watched three Halloween movies in the past three mornings. And I just love him so much. I've seen all of them so many times. And uh, he's just he's the king of Halloween. Uh his kryptonite though fire yeah if you add up all the times he's been like shot stabbed and lit on fire that dude would be dead by now Mm -hmm. so jason voorhees number two friday the 13th jason voorhees very scary obviously just like kind of a knockoff of michael myers what about jason voorhees mom yeah she's she's actually the evil one in the first one right she starts it all she's the evil one she's a nut 
and then it's the, that cable I, knit sweater. You can't trust it. <laughs> oh, you can't. It makes that uh, the the hockey mask iconic. Um, yeah, he, Jason Voorhees, though, kryptonite water. You need to lure that guy to water and then take him out. Uh, number three for me. This might throw people for a loop. I'm going Pennywise because Pennywise. I think, and maybe I'm looking at this more from a social aspect. I think Pennywise is what made many people in society fearful of clowns. Hmm. But he lured those kids in. He had the crazy looking teeth. He messed you up. In the clowns. <laughs> and man, Pennywise. Uh, just, I think a lot of people are terrified of clowns because of him. But Does he actually kill anybody? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. I should probably watch the newer one. Yeah, he kills a lot of people. I don't want to watch the Tim Curry. That one just looks too campy to me. The OG one? The yeah. new one's pretty good with Bill Hader and stuff. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then my fourth rounded out Jigsaw. Talk about creativity. Guy created a whole new way to mentally screw up and confuse and kill people with his games. The Jigsaw games. The guy from Saw. Mm. Ooh, my gosh. Just, have you ever seen any of the Saw movies? No, I tried to watch one. Ooh. I made it to like the first five minutes. I was like, this is pretty messed up. Oh, dude. They're so messed up. And, man, talk about a just a gory like it's sad. Like people like that in real life. If there are people like that, they could probably do so much great for the world because they're so smart. But they use their smarts for evil. Hmm. Interesting take. My Mount Rushmore would probably be Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. Uh, I d- I left Freddie off. Leatherface. Yeah, he's is, my honorable mention. Pick. Isn't he from Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, he's got a whole family of goons that are luring people into, and then, and he, then we- he wears people's face. I'd probably go with Hannibal Lecter. Oh, good one. And that's that's my Matt Rushmore should not be taken seriously because I'm just not a connoisseur of scary movies. So that's that's a limited Hannibal's freak, though. (laughs) Gives me the heebs. I hate when I watch the Halloween movies that they don't. They should know better than to just assume he's dead. Michael Myers needs to be when he when he does get quote unquote killed in these movies, they need to chop him up into twenty five pieces and ship his body parts all over the globe to be disposed of. This like brings us back full circle to what you were complaining about at the beginning. That you want <laughs> that you want Michael Myers shot execution style in the head within the first thirty seconds of the movie. <laughs> I do contradict myself a lot, don't I? Yeah. All right. You ready for a nineties quick hitter? Oh, I thought that was I thought that was oh, it. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm keeping you from your work. <laughs> 90s quick hitter. The excitement that you would get from walking across the room in front of your whole class and everyone when you went to sharpen your pencil in elementary school growing up. And the anxious kids hated that. But a lot of kids, I think, thought that was really exciting to do. <laughs> I think maybe because you get up, you do a little strut. Maybe you like think you're looking good for the girl you got a crush on. Maybe everyone's staring at you. Then you go sit back down and think there's people still looking at you because you got up in front of everyone to go sharpen your pencil and the old school pencil sharpener. This feels a little maybe just unique to your experience. Like you didn't like you didn't like that. Well, I I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like let me saunter across the room and <laughs> try to catch the eye of a lady when I'm going to sharpen my Denver Broncos pencil. <laughs> That's what I did. 
It was more like if your buddy sat by the pencil. Sh- now, now if the girl you like sat by the pencil sharper, that's a different story because you get a little FaceTime while you're sharpening the pencil. Oh, yeah. And, and you're going to sharpen it more than is necessary because you're going to try to carry on that conversation. Hey, come here very often. <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs> um, but uh, no, if your buddy is by the pencil sharper, you can get over there and crack wise a little bit. Yeah. The anxious kids hated it, though. Some kids, I why, think, would just not- Why did anxious kids hate you sharpening your pencil? No, What's the I, connection? No, they hated, I think, getting up to do that. Because a lot of people don't like getting up in front of other people or they think like they get embarrassed by having to go do something like they feel like it's not normal and everyone's staring at them. And they get super anxious and embarrassed. And I think a lot of kids actually hated doing that. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. We need to ask an anxious kid if that was true. No, I don't remember feeling any anxiety about sharpening my pencil. <laughs> Just one of the tools of the trade that you needed yeah. in school. And you had so- to have it. Yeah, you got to do it. And like I said, if the girl you like is by the pencil sharpener, you get a little FaceTime. If your buddy's there, you, like I said, crack a little wise. And, and Plus, if you're building up a little floof bomb, you could crop dust half the class. No, that's on gross. On the way to the sharpener. That's gross. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? I don't know. There is something wrong with you. <laughs> could be. <laughs> All right. That episode went longer than it should have, but that's when what are we going to have, have Mary fun. on? I have so many questions for Mary. Maybe this winter. Knock it out this winter. We need to have her on. I just want to fire questions at her. All right. She said she's down for it. Yeah, I have. I want to know what raising Adam was like because I think it was probably. What if it's a dud and her stories like aren't that good? Then don't air it. But I have a hard time believing that Mary's not going to be a hit on this podcast. <sighs> she probably would be. Boy, I remember doing a lot of stupid things. Yeah. A lot. And Mary's cool. Thanks for joining us, people. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, this is like a warm hug around your friends' ear holes and faces. Yikes. So you should tell everyone <laughs> because they're missing out if they're not listening to this entertaining podcast. Um, you should also tell everyone to go to Vista Paints and buy paint. Uh, yes. And stain. Most definitely. And tell them the Backroads and Bonfire sent you so you get a little discount. But boom. Get in there, West Milwaukee's Avenue, Storm Lake, Iowa. Yep. Yeah. Uh, quick note like, sorry there hasn't been a, a YouTube video for a while for me. Uh, got some things possibly in the works for that, trying to work a few things out. Be patient. When they do come back, they'll be better than ever. Adam's trying to purchase a new camcorder. Yeah. That's why he hasn't filmed it. Saving up and taking cans to the Redemption Center to save it for a camcorder. So, all right. uh, Love you all. Celebrate accordingly this season by watching scary movies. That's all I got. Hot, hot.